Is Judaism about you, your wants, your needs, your desires, your ambitions, dreams, aspirations? Or are you supposed to give over yourself, sacrifice your desires and wants to the greater call of what Hashem wants? Are you allowed to be unique? Are you allowed to dream? Now we know whether the mantra that we say, of course, everyone's unique. Everyone's allowed to be you. And um, Judaism is not the same without the you. J-U-D, right? The you. So there needs to be a you in this and it's very important. And we know, yeah, you're very important. But ask yourself the question if you actually believe that. Right? Do you actually believe that you are important? Here's the case in point. What is it that will make you feel happy, accomplished, inspired, unique, altruistic, spiritual. Every one of us has ambitions, dreams, aspirations that are unique to us. So even though everyone may want very similar things, let's say everyone wants to get married, hopefully. So, uh, okay, that's the same in everyone, but it's not, because everyone wants something else out of the marriage. In other words, to one person it is, I'm trying to run away from a bad relationship I have. So if I get married, I'll have this good, amazing relationship. I'll have safety. Someone else gets married because just the next cool thing to do in life. You know, I want something unique, I'm bored. So I'm getting married for that. That's true. That's what people might be getting married for. Or you want to get married because you want something very deep called meaning and purpose. Whatever it is that you want, there's a dream. And what you want to do is get in touch with your dream. Have you ever got in touch with your dream? Which means, I'm sure, correct me if I'm wrong, that everybody here present has those dreams. But... Did you ever do a class in Hasidus on your dream? Which means, did you ever... What are, what is, what are Hasidus classes about? They're about how to build a dear Abba how to build a home for Hashem, right? Or how to bring about Mashiach, how to bring holy things. They're about holy aspirations which require you to cede control. And they're about iskafia. Iskafia means that just because you want something doesn't mean it's good. So you want to push against what you want and stop wanting that and cede control to a higher power. But we're going to try something a little bit different today. The goal of this class is how you can get what you want. How does that make you feel even when someone says that? Selfish, exactly. Very good. Like, I should get what I want. That's what you're trying to teach me how to get what I want. That's not chassidus. Of being selfish and getting what you want? 
Oh no, one second. If your want is dear betachtainim, if what you want is that, then it's amazing. But what if what you want is to have, as one guy told me this week, he says, I want, he's a young guy, he says, I don't know, you know, he's a bacher, whatever, got the whole, I want to make a billion dollars. I want to have eight houses, I could just go wherever I want. I want to have a private jet. Okay, not a private jet, not, not private, just that it's available to me whenever I need. That's, I'm just like, I'm going crazy, that's what I want. What? Right, so what should he do? Is it okay to want that? Is it okay to sit there and dream about your eight houses? Or are you supposed to say, come on, what do you need eight houses for? What are you going to do in them? Okay, you give a lot of tzedakah, that's amazing. But just to live in eight houses, that's the goal? Come on. So it's, I'm, I'm maybe it's exaggerated, but it's exactly what the guy said. <laughs> yeah, like a simple dream. But who says? But who says? What right do you have, right, to, allow, to be allowed to dream? Which means, let's say you're going on shlichas, right, and you want to go on shlichas to achieve something amazing. And it's very nice, because the goals of shlichas are to get people to put on tefillin and to do uh, Shabbos candles and wonderful things, right? But you want to go on shlichas because you want to build an empire. You basically want to have a lot of buildings, and you want to have a massive school with a thousand kids, and you want to feel good about yourself, all that stuff, right? But who says, maybe you're just supposed to go to a place where there's only one person to talk to. Right. You don't even know that. So basically, we're taught, isn't, tell me the truth, isn't this all we're taught? We're always taught that dreams are selfish. And it's very nice to have a dream. It's okay, but get over it. <laughs> You're basically meant to not succumb to your dreams. No? Nope. Well, what? Right. Maybe selfish is good. Maybe selfish is good. Excellent. So the question is, how to... Selfish is a bad word. Selfish means you're only thinking about yourself. The question is, how to use... What other word could we use? Could we substitute for selfish? Selfish has negative connotations. Give me a word that's going to express you, right? You but yet not be selfish. What? What word could you use for that? What? Atmi? Atmi sounds very holy. It sounds... Essence. <laughs> Self-awareness. Interesting. That's powerful. Self-awareness means to be aware of what the self wants and to be attuned to the self. Very good. And yet, I'm not being, I'm not being selfish. Actually, quite the contrary. It means, like the Yom Yom says, that every person needs to know themselves. What's good about you and what's deficient. And if you are a, uh, if you're able to, to, um, to dig for, for, uh, for precious gems, then you should be doing that and not baking bread. Right? So you've got to know what you are. Maybe it's not selfish. Maybe it's just self-awareness. 
So for purposes of this conversation, start with this. For one moment now, let's do an exercise. Try to conjure a dream that you want. Here's what it means. Think about something that you want very, very much. It could be a dream of 20 years time or 10 years time. Or it could also be a dream of <clears throat> one year. Or even a dream of short term, one day. I want something to happen right now. And you think about first the thing that you want to happen. Right? I want something to come about. I'm really I'm looking for this thing to happen. Something practical and actual that you want. That's by you. Right? It's real to you. What? How do you know it's practical? If chas v'shalom, someone is ill, you know you want them to be well. If you have a lacking of, of uh, money, you're, you're looking to have the money. Anything you're lacking, you want to have. Or something which you have and you want more of it. So it's something, I want to have this. And there's something I'm dreaming that my sister should get married already so that the line is open. Whatever it is. There's something that you want to happen, right? That I want to happen now. That's my dream. But now, if you have it in your mind, now we want to go from our minds to our hearts. Because, because the Torah tells us that there's a, a biblical mitzvah it's in your heart. So the question you need to ask yourself is, what will this thing that you want make you feel? What's the feeling that you're after? And you may discover a variety of feelings that you might be after. Maybe there's one dominant one, and maybe there's others that are more peripheral. I want to feel wholesome. I want to feel meaning. If this happens, I will feel safe. I will feel accomplished. I will feel good. Naches. There's many different types of things you may want. I will feel meaning and purpose if that comes about. Are we good? You have some idea of what you want? Now, in order for this to work, whatever you're thinking about now, you're going to write down on a piece of paper later. You write it down on a paper and you have... The more you can define what you want, like exactly what you want, step by step by step of what you want, right? Like, I want this, and then that, and then that, and then that, and then that. Not, I'm not talking about dreams that you want that don't have steps, you follow? You don't have steps, I, I want to, uh, I don't know, I want to have an empire with uh, whatever, I want to, you know, like, talking about something that's, that you can actually dream about and then actually think about it and actually feel it. And then you're going to write down the feelings that come across with this dream. <coughs> and those feelings, those feelings are called self-awareness. Because 
realize that you're a human being and you don't know what you want. Meaning, you know what makes your self-awareness now tells you that I really need to feel meaning in my life. I need to feel accomplishment. And your limited experience is telling you that if I have this something happening, then I will feel that feeling. That part, as we'll see, that's the human limitation. Humans don't know what they want. You know what you want to feel because that you're feeling now already. That's why you want that. You know, it's like, there's this guy, you know, in my neighborhood who's selling his house now. It's amazing because he hasn't lived there for like, I don't know, eight years, ten years, something like that, he hasn't lived there. But what happened was, I watched the guy build the house. They basically were living in a shack for a few years. Then they moved out of the shack and they went into a, a, a little apartment and they tore down their shack to build a beautiful, stunning, um, you know, mansion. They built an amazing mansion. It took them five years. And there were so many headaches on the way with permits and, and work and getting things done. And they worked and worked and worked and after five years they finally were able to build this house. In the meantime they were living in a three bedroom apartment, literally like nothing. They were suffering but the whole time they were looking at their beautiful house they're going to build. And then they built the house. When they went they moved in and lived there for a year, two years, something like that. And then they got tired of it. And they left. They moved out of state. But they couldn't sell the house because like... So it took them all those eight years and now they finally realized that okay, it's just a house. So you've got to be careful sometimes when you dream of something and you're working so hard about it. Like, you don't know. You, you have steps. If I build the house, then I'll feel that. Not true. You want to feel that. You believe that if you build the house, you'll get there. So write down the steps. If I build the house, I'll feel very important. Good. Now, what you want is the importance. Here comes the next step. The next step is going to be write down the dream, what you want, clarity on the feeling that you want to get, and then put it inside your drawer, or as we said last time, go to the oil and tear it up in a pun that you wrote, and don't think about it again. And understand that the dream's never gonna happen. Kill the dream. Say to yourself, I'm a chassid, I don't need dreams. Skafia means that whatever Hashem wants, I'm not allowed to have my own self awareness. Forget about it, it's not happening. What? Right. The goal of the dream is one single solitary goal. And that is to give you a direction in which to go. I'm saying forget about the feeling and just say, okay, I'm going this, this route, right? I want to build the house. So what I have to do? I'm going to do the things methodically. I'm going to call the contractor. I'm going to call the, 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 the architect. I'm going to just do... 
just to do it. Whilst, whilst losing the need for having that feeling, right? So every time I feel like, I feel like, oh my gosh, I want to build this thing and I want to feel this feeling, I kill the, it's not happening, don't worry. So why are you doing it? Just by rote. Again, let me summarize. You have, a, you have a feeling. You want to know what your dream is. You write down the steps to the dream, then you write down the feeling. You put down the feeling, and, and you crystallize the feeling to yourself, and you write it on a piece of paper. Then you bury the piece of paper somewhere deep inside. You have that feeling, and then you start realizing that you don't need the house to have that feeling. You actually can find that feeling in many other ways now. You want to feel accomplished, there's many things you do to feel accomplished, you don't need that sense of accomplishment. But it's going to give you a direction which to go in life. So basically, if you want, if you want, if you're thinking about, you know, a prince and marrying a prince and him making you into a princess and you get married and it's going to be so amazing and so awesome. So you think about that and then you think, how are you going to feel? What? And you still want what? Whatever you want. Whatever you want. I'm not telling you now what to want. But whatever you want about that thing you're going to get, conjure the image in your heart, in your mind, then in your heart. Think about what you want. And now, drop it. All you're going to do is have a direction in which to go. So if you want to build a house, you call a contractor. If you want to get married, you call a shadchan. Or you ask your mother to call the shadchan. All it is, is a direction in which to go. But every time you call the shadchan, you say, it's not happening. No, don't build expectations. Oh, now I'm going to get my dream. You know what's going to happen if you do? You're going to get all the time, you're going to find yourself uh, failure, unhappy, and miserable because I'm not getting what I want. I want this, it's not happening. So therefore, just throw it off the table, not happening. Put the dream inside, in the drawer, it's not happening, it's just for direction. Yes? Is what? Uh, if the thing that you want is not allowed, how does that keep your... Okay, so let's answer step one. If you don't want anything, you want nothing. That's the same thing, right? So what will you... Why do you want nothing? Because I have desire. Because what? You because you, are, are you feeling good already now? Oh. Right? So how are you feeling now? So your dream is, basically, to keep this... Set. Yeah, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm single. I don't need to find the shidduch now because I'm still young. So I don't need anything. So all I want is for this moment, if I could just like encapsulate this moment, embalm it in time, it'll be great, right? So you know exactly what feeling you want. It's amazing, the one you have now, you want to keep on having that feeling. That's your dream, right? <coughs> what if you want something negative? Well, it's fascinating. Most people who want something negative want it for a positive reason. Any serial killer, Rahman al-Litzlan, ask him why he did it. He did it to better the world. He did it for a good reason. In his mind, right? It's warped. But it's always something positive. Nobody says, I just want to, I don't know why, I have this thing, I just want to do bad. Most, that doesn't happen. Most of the time, right? So it's the same thing. But you know what? I'm going to put that out for a second. I'm going to leave out if you want something negative. If what you want is good, Right? That's what we're talking about. So now... Well, what? 
We could, but first let's limit ourselves to this topic so we are on, on a clear topic. But you know what? I'll just mention it as, as for what you want. When you want something negative, right? Like someone hurt you and you want to hurt them back. So my dream is to see them fall. Right? That's my dream. It's not really your dream. Ask yourself, what do you want? And then you'll feel what? Revenge. And how will revenge feel? What? And then what will you feel? You'll see, you'll get to the same feeling. Accomplished. Right? You'll feel heard. You'll feel meaning. Same things. So now what you want to do is drop the thing of what you want and just get to the core. What is it that you want at the core? And put that feeling down. The good feeling. It'll be the same place, right? Okay. Now, what? What, what? What's the dream should... Why should what? Put the dream away. Throw it away. It's not happening. Because most people who dream about dreams, the dream blocks them from being a human being. Because if you want to feel meaning, and you keep on asking yourself, am I feeling meaning? It's like if you're trying to be a, a star on social media, and you keep on looking how many likes you have. So you never do things for... You never, you never be you. Because you're always looking at, what are people thinking about me? Right? If you're looking for meaning, so then, is this giving me meaning or not? Don't look for meaning. Hashem will give it to you. The point here is that you are not capable of getting your dreams done. How do you get dreams done? You don't. Hashem does. You tell them what you want and you let go. You let Hashem do it. Hold on. Now, do you think I'm making this all up? I'm going to tell you my source. And I suggest and highly recommend that you go learn this inside yourself. It's a mimer. Hasidus. How to get your dreams. Um, it's in Torah or in Megillah Esther. The mimer is called Vayikach Homon Esalavush Vesasus. I'm going to learn a little bit of the story of Megillah Esther right now. A story that I'm assuming everyone knows. But when you see the way the Alter Rebbe, right, for Havdalotevus is perfect, how he looks at it, you discover that, hmm, it's a whole different story. I didn't know. Oh, sorry, Maher So, the Megillah is not a story, it's a, it's Torah. Torah is Torah, instruction in life. The characters of the Megillah are the characters of you. And the Megillah is a story of how you can make it in life. So let's see the characters. Who's Achashverosh? Hashem. The beginning and end of all his. He's Hamelech, the king. Who is Haman? That's easy. The villain, the Yetzirah, the animal soul. Who's Mordechai? That's easy too. The Yetzirah, the godly soul. And he has another component, Esther. Let's put them both together. So the story is that Haman was invited to a feast together with Esther and Achashverosh. And he was very, very proud of himself. But then he comes back from the feast and what does he see? 
one Jew doesn't want to bow down to him. So he comes back home and he tells his wife and his friends, he says, I don't know what to do. But there's one man who's driving me insane. So they say to him, it's very simple, make a gallows and hang Mordechai on the gallows. So he says, that's such an amazing idea. He makes a tree 50 cubits high, ready to hang Mordechai in the morning. What does he do? He goes over to the king to ask for permission, because you can't just hang someone when you feel like it, right? So he goes over to Mordechai, to, uh, to, to Ahasuerus, to ask him to hang Mordechai. But, unbeknownst to him, as he walks into the palace in the middle of the night, because he's very desperate to do this in the middle of the night, as he walks in, who does he meet? He meet well, as he walks in, another story is happening. The other story is that he went back from the feast, and that's what he felt. But Ahasuerus went back from the feast, and, as the commentaries explain, he was very perturbed because what's up with a romantic evening between me and my wife and Homon? That's a little slap in the face. So he's thinking to himself, maybe they want to, they are trying to uh, unseat me and dethrone me. So he thinks to himself, has anyone ever done anything good to me that would not tell me about it now because I didn't reward them? So he's having insomnia. And he calls up his, uh, his scribes and they tell him, well, your majesty, Mordechai, once saved your life and Big Son and Teresh wanted to kill you. Was anything good done to him? No. So he's like, at that moment, okay, I need to save, I need to do something special for Mordechai. So now the two stories meet because Haman knocks on the door. He enters the scene. And the scene, he comes in, but there's two stories clashing right now. Because his story is, he wants to hang Mordechai on the gallows. But the other story is, Ahasuerus' story is, he wants to reward Mordechai. So who gets to go first? Haman most likely wanted to blurt out first, but Ahasuerus preempts him. Ahasuerus says, tell me Haman, I have a question for you. What should be done with a man whom the king wishes to honor? And what does Haman say? He thinks to himself, one second. Whom would the king wish to honor more than me? So he's like, this must be, because he's still in that, I just came from the feast and it was me and, and, uh, and Esther, so obviously I'm a very important personality. So he thinks, well, and the king is important, must be me. So he starts to dream, right? What's his dreaming about? Selfishness? Self-awareness? Whatever you want. But he's dreaming about, he says, well, I really want to be the king. Then I can't really be the king because you are. So, one step below that. Take a, gar- a garment the king has worn and a host the king has ridden and a, the, the, the crown of the king and parade the person through the streets. Hashveri says, that is unbelievable. I want you, this is the switch, I want you to go do all that to Mordechai HaYehudi. And now Haman is forced to go do that to Mordechai. Now I ask you the question, why did Hashveri do so in a roundabout way like that? Why didn't he just ask the question direct? Haman, I want to honor Mordechai. I know you want to do whatever I want, 
I know that if I want something, clearly you want it. So, Haman, how should we honor Mordechai? Why didn't he ask the question directly? Is that the reason? Exactly. If he would have asked Haman what to do with Mordechai, Haman would say, he says, nah, your majesty, when someone saves the king, it's just, you know, it's expected. What else should you do? So you don't need to do anything for him. It's fine. That's what he would have said. What? Yeah. Make him feel good. You wouldn't have said the truth. Achashverosh would never get the truth. Achashverosh is brilliant, actually. Now, next question. Why didn't Achashverosh summon Mordechai himself and say, Mordechai, what would you like? You saved my life. What would Mordechai have answered? What? But Achashverosh doesn't know necessarily that Mordechai is, that he wants to be killed. doesn't know all that. What? He wouldn't have asked, it's a dumb question to ask. You're trying to kill the guy. What does he want? He doesn't know, obviously, he doesn't get that part, right? That it's the Yehudim, he doesn't get that part. But if he would ask Mordechai, Mordechai, you saved my life. How can I repay you? What would a Mordechai answer? Nothing. Nothing. He would say the same thing Haman would say. Just like Haman would say, what to do with Mordechai, Mordechai would say himself the same answer. If you ask an Ephesians, right? What would you want? What do you want done? He would say, I'm good. I'm just good. All I want is I want you. I don't want anything else. I don't need anything. Sachashver says, I need the real answer. So how do you get the real answer? Very simple. You ask Haman what Haman wants for Haman. That's the answer. You ask the animal soul what the animal soul truly wants. That's step one. Step one is get in touch with yourself, with your selfishness. What do you want? You're allowed to ask yourself, what do you want? It's awesome to find out what do you want. And you close your eyes and you start dreaming. You know like, what I mean like to know what you really want? You ever see a chasen and kala when you go meet the kala and she's like still in the excited stage the right at the beginning? And she's giggling and she's feeling like this, like there's a certain sense of euphoria and you see like that's that, that moment, right? That is a person attuned to themselves. They're feeling unreal, hopefully. That's what a person wants. Those are your dreams. You want to know what's going to make you that deep inner giggle, that feeling of absolute ah, wholesomeness. And you're going to ask yourself that question. What's going to make it for you? It's going to be different for everybody. It will be different depending on what stage you are in life, where you live, how you live, what you were raised with. Everyone's going to be unique and different. That's what's so special about it. Don't ask it to your nefesh elikis. Meaning, don't sit there and say, what am I, what? Not, the zogs als was du darfst. It's not about what you don't want. It's what, what you need it for. This is a different question today. It is, what do you want? What's going to make you feel awesome and amazing? And it feels a little bit like, a little bit, uh, you feel like an imposter maybe? What's the word for it? It feels a little bit uncomfortable. Like selfish. How dare you just want what you want? <coughs> Try it out. The way the altar, when you learn in the Mimer, you'll see he says to do it, and you know, you're like, 
Oh, it's allowed. The Gemara says that um, a Talmud Chachem must have one-eighth of one-eighth, a sixty-fourth of gaiva, of arrogance. Even though Talmud Chachem means bitul, which means that he's completely devoted and dedicated, right? That he's, lim- that he's, he's uh, doing his kafia, he's basically humbling himself. But a Talmud Chachem must have, the Gemara says, one-eighth of one-eighth of arrogance. And why that number one-eighth of one-eighth? Because what's the word for arrogant? Gas. What's gas? <coughs> Course, 63. Don't be arrogant. <coughs> but be 164. <coughs> Outside of the 63. Self-aware. <coughs> know who you are. Know what you want. Know your dreams. Feel your dreams. Now, if you have, it says like this, the Gemara says, if you have a kernel of wheat, wheat grows on top of the wheat, by the actual, uh, actual kernel, at the top of the kernel, when you see a, a, a piece of wheat grow, a kernel, you'll see there's chaff. It's like this fluffy stuff that surrounds it. And essentially, it's one of the malachas of Shabbos, right? To get rid of it. So you have to blow it away. And when you blow it away, then you can get to the actual wheat. Can't make bread, can't use the wheat unless you get rid of the chaff. So why did Hashem make it that there's chaff on the wheat? The answer is because wheat can't grow without chaff. Because the sun is going to shine too bright on it. And so it's going to be too hot. He's going to die in the heat. And the rain and the moisture, conversely, is going to make him too wet. So Hashem made it that he has chaff to protect him from the heat and chaff to protect him from the moisture. So you can't grow without the chaff. What you want to do is get rid of the chaff. So the Gemara says that Shemini Shebi Shemini of Gaiva, the eighth of the eighth of coarseness, of, of arrogance, is like the Sasa Leshibolt or the chaff of a wheat. It crowns a Talmud Chachem. Every person must have that sense of ambition and drive and dreaming, which makes you unique. Ever see what happens when you take a, what NASA discovered, how you get space shuttles out of the atmosphere? What you do is you put a booster on them, the bottom of the rocket, and then you go poof and you push him out so that he is able to overcome the gravity which is drawing him down. Once he escapes the atmosphere of this earth, now he's out on his own. Now what do you do? Now you cannot keep that booster because now it's weighing him down. So now the booster is released and falls back down to earth, into the ocean. Nobody needs it. Follow? Pshat is, what it means is, that if you want to rise high, you have to take your sense of self-awareness. You have to use it to boost you into outer space and then drop it. That's the Alter Rebbe's explanation. So he compares that, the eighth of the eighth of Gaiva, to Haman. Haman is the arrogance in your soul. That's what your Haman is. So Achashverosh says to Haman, he says, Haman, what do you want done to the man the king wishes to honor? 
That's a question which you need to ask yourself. What is it that I want that would make me feel amazing and awesome? And you tell it to Hashem. You go to the oil, you write it down, talk to God over there, and you say, Hashem, Almighty God, this is what I want. Then you put that thing in, a, in your drawer and you put it away. You know why? Achashverosh says to Haman, thank you so much for telling me what you want. That's all I wanted. You have no more role to play. There's only one role you have to play. And that is to get hanged on the gallows. That's it. Hanging Haman on the gallows is the hard work. What you want to do is ask yourself the question. The Melech, Achashverosh, says, what do you want? And you say what you want. You crystallize the feeling, the awesomeness, the unbelievable thing you want. That's what I want. Got it? Okay. Once you know what you want, so there's the steps of what I want to get there and the feeling. Crystallize the feeling. And then tell the feeling, okay, now go do that to the nefesh elikis. The goal of the feelings that you want is, as someone was saying before, that there's no way you'll ever get anywhere in life unless Mordechai rides on Haman. If Mordechai doesn't have a Haman to ride on, there's nowhere to go. He'll just say, Hashem, I'm just sitting over here doing nothing. So he says, you gotta have a goal, an ambition, and you gotta be excited about something. It's gonna make you feel that deep inner giggle and sense of vision and purpose and mission. Yes, that's what I want. That's Bechol Levovcha, Bishne Yitzarecha. The Nef is wants this. Once you know what your animal soul wants, what do you do? You say to the animal soul, okay, I got you. I heard you. Now I'm hanging you on the gallows. Not Mordechai, but Haman. What does it mean to hang him on the gallows? You've got to kill the dream. So you say, okay, I want to feel this unbelievable feeling. Now, okay, I'm not getting it. Keep on saying to yourself, I'm not getting it. Why? Very simple. You don't want to look over your shoulder all the time and say, is it happening? Is it happening? What's going on? Like, it's ridiculous. To look to, to you, you put out something on social media because you want to become someone, and then you keep on looking, did, did I get likes or not? Then you're not being true to yourself. It's just a direction in which to go. It's a, a Mordechai that can ride on the hormone. Yes? I was saying that dream is about being held to the result. It's what? Being healthy with yourself? Yeah, of course. Being true to yourself. Knowing which direction you want. What makes you, you. And you know what direction you want and then you crystallize it. Yes? Why is that what? That's exactly what you're doing. You're saying, I'm leaving it up to Hashem to give it. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm okay even if I don't get it. You understand why? Because... If you're looking for it all the time, then Haman's getting on the horse. So the story goes that he tells him, Haman, you're going to the gallows now. You're riding, you're parading Mordechai. Your goal is now to go in the direction of Nefshaliki. So you told me what you want? Great. You know why you needed to know how you'll feel when you have that shidduch? So that you know that the mission in life now is, well, if you want to build a house, call a contractor and an architect. If you want to get married, call a shadchan. Every time you call the Shadchan, you start having that feeling, and then they give you a name, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's not what I'm looking for. Or they don't give you a name, not sure which one's worse. 
you say, it's okay, I killed it, I'm not getting it, I'm not getting the dream, it's fine. What? Trachgut means, if, what does Trachgut mean? Translate it. Think what? What does it mean think good? Think that? What? Kanya. Think that it always is good wherever I am is amazing. I don't need to be somewhere. If you're happy where you are, you'll get more of that. Tracht good. If you're feeling good. What? Yes, it is. Exactly the same thing. Because Hashem says, I bent you whatever you do. The, the secret, in the Hasidah it says, there's a deep secret of Hashem. That Hashem enters this world through actions that people do. So Hashem wants you to do the action to lead the direction in which to go. That's it. Who had a question there? So, here's the story. Let's get an understanding of it. You have a dream, you put the dream down, you tell HaMelech, you tell him what dream you have. You get crystal clarity on what dream you want, you understand where you want to go, and that's the direction that you want to go in. You told Hashem your dream. Then you take the Haman, and you say your goal was to be like the chaff on the wheat. So you get rid of him. Thank you for getting me to the direction that I want to go. I didn't know without my Haman which direction to go. That's all that Haman is doing. He's giving you the direction which Hashem wants you to go in. But afterwards, you put your Mordechai on the Haman, on the horse, and you let Haman parade him through the streets. What does that mean? Every time Haman says, am I getting this feeling already? Am I getting it? You say, no, kill it. You don't need it anymore. You're not getting it. You have it already now, it's good. I'm already feeling good without it. And if you get to that space of feeling good where you are without it, then you will get it. That's how you get it. By working, your, by, so you tell Hashem what you want, and then you, and then you say, okay, Hashem, it's fine. If you give it to me, you don't give it to me, I'm letting go of it. And it's such hard work, because all the time you'll see you come back and Homan's going to say, Hi, I'm here. What about my dream? And you say, hang him on the gallows. Esther had a very difficult time getting to Ahasuerus. Just hang him on the gallows. Right? But that's the mission. The question? So the goal is, the goal is to use the dream to give you a direction in which to go. But don't ever allow the dream to dictate and to make you feel down for not feeling now the place that you're in. Be continued.